With us today is Zach Williams, New York Post, uh, a reporter, editor from Albany, and to tell us what the heck is going on in Albany that affects all of us in every part of the state. Zach, anything going on? <laughs> Thanks for having me. We're in an in-between post-election period. We're waiting for the upcoming state budget process to get going. And right now, everyone's wondering what bills that are still outstanding Governor Hochul might sign and or veto. And then, of course, what might she propose in her budget due next month? Now, she gave a really big hint yesterday during a speech in New York City where she said that affordable housing was going to be a big push of hers in the upcoming year. And that's really no surprise considering some of the shortcomings um, on the legislative front over the past year, which included a failure to renew the 421 tax abatement program, which is really big for New York City developers. Um, but, you know, a few things, though, that I would just say your listeners might want to keep an eye on. You know, one issue is an outstanding bill called Carlos Law that would basically increase penalties for um, people tied to construction accidents. Now, this will be interesting because it kind of, you know, pits Hochul's friends and organized labor against those in real estate. Really don't know how she's going to fall on that one. There's also another bill that would ban the sale of puppies, kittens, and rabbits in pet stores across the state, um, effective in one year. Those are uh, just a couple of the bills that she still has to, to uh, sign or veto. There's hundreds more, but I think affordable housing is going to be huge next year. And then, of course, bail reform and all the associated controversies is not going away. And we saw the governor over the past week continue efforts to try to steer the conversation away from, from bail reform into illegal guns. She's been touting this multi-state super-duper uh, task force for months that she says is seizing illegal guns coming into New York from other states. But, you know, there's still a lot of people pushing to do things on a lot of other fronts when it comes to dealing with rising crime. So that's just a few things that are going on among many more across the state. Uh, understood. Uh, right now, I, I've been talking to a lot of people in New York and the real estate industry and, and, and construction uh, in New York, whether it's homes or whether it's uh, uh, buildings or whether it's affordable housing, is at almost at a standstill because, A, because of the crime situation, B, uh, because of uh, construction rates were up to 7 or 8%, C, uh, and there's no incentive to uh, uh, from the government, uh, from the state or, or city, to build anything. Uh, any, your gut feeling, is there going to be any movement on that? Well, I think the governor is going to be pushing hard for some form of a replacement to 421A, that, that critical um, tax abatement for affordable housing that usually came down to, you know, if you build um, new market rate housing in exchange for that, for permission to do that, then you got to have 20%, 30% or so affordable housing units in that building. The governor is probably likely to push hard on that. She's likely to push hard for the legalization of what's called accessory dwelling units. That's kind of like when, you know, the in-law cottages behind people's houses or the basement uh, apartment they might want to rent. A lot of those are currently illegal. A lot of, you know, people, um, regardless of their ideology, want to see them legalized um, as another way to deal with the housing crunch. And then, of course, the governor has been touting the, you know, the, this uh, affordable housing, $25 billion, 100,000-unit plan that we still haven't seen really make a dent in the housing market. But she says she's going to move the ball forward on that coming year. 
But I think, you know, what you're seeing and what you're hearing is what I'm seeing and hearing as well. A lot of people concerned that there's just not enough new housing being constructed in New York, especially considering the price of existing housing stock. Understood. Um, anything else that you think New Yorkers should know going into, you know, today, December 5th, uh, uh, 20 days from Christmas, anything uh, uh, you think New Yorkers should know? Well, one thing that's really interesting is this assembly race in southern Brooklyn. Long story short, election rules require that in redistricting years like this, you got to live in the same county as the district you want to represent. But there's evidence showing that the Republican, who shockingly beat longtime Assemblyman Peter Abade at Bensonhurst, actually lives in Manhattan. Now, this could come to a head in early January because the Assembly says, that, which is, of course, says a Democratic supermajority, they have said that if, if um, Lester Chang, the Republican who won this election, does not provide residency proof, they're going to vote to boot him from the state assembly. They're not going to let him keep his seat. Now, Republicans are crying foul, saying that, you know, Democrats are trying to steal the election, while Democrats are saying they're just trying to uphold the state constitution, which requires that you live in the same county as the assembly district you represent. So we'll see how that plays out, but I think it's a really interesting situation that you're not likely to see too often in state politics even. And I understand that his mother lives in that county, and his ex-wife that died, his wife that died lives in the old county. So it's going to be an interesting situation, but I'm sure there's going to be lawsuits regardless. <laughs> it's the only time I've seen a man uh, perhaps as old as Lester brag about how he still lives with his mom. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Thank you so much, and uh, uh, God bless you. And uh, we, we, we need a prayer for New York because that's what we really need. Thank you so much. More the better. Thanks for having me. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.